Today's other gospel lesson is from Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, where it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted, and, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. This year, our church is focusing on the journey, on our faith journey. And we're doing this because we want to make sure that we as Christians, that we aren't just coming to church and, and just by our presence saying that that's enough. We don't want to just say that we're Christians. We want to make sure that we actually are following Jesus. We want to make sure that our faith means something. We want to go on a journey because we want to make sure we're not standing still. That we're not taking for granted who we know God to be. For the past five weeks, we've been talking about different things that are required on the journey. In the first week, we talked about the importance of prayer and scripture, of knowing God, of talking to God, and knowing the story that we have been invited into, the story that was written for us to know just how great God's love is for us. We talked about presence because it's important for us to be present, to be committed before God and in this faith community because we don't walk alone. We walk with the brothers and sisters whom God has entrusted to us. And we talked about gifts, the importance of remembering that we have to be invested on this journey by giving God the best of our time and our money and not just our leftovers, not just when we feel like it. And we talked about the importance of serving, of loving one another in the body of Christ just as Christ has commanded us to, because we are called to build one another up. We are called to carry one another's burdens. We're called to serve one another and to remind one another who Jesus is and who he has called us to be. And we are also called to witness on this journey, to not hide whose we are, to not let the light of Christ dim, depending on where we are and who we're around. 
but to always be looking to see how we can serve those outside of our church, those outside of God's family. How can we serve others? How can we reach out? And how can we seek to pull in? How can we invite people to church? How can we invite people to know that they have a place in God's family? A place that no one else can take. At our church, we talk a lot about being life changers. Because that's who we firmly believe that God has called us to be here at St. Matthew's. But being a life changer starts within. We can never underestimate how important it is for each of us to take seriously our own faith journeys. For each of us to be continually changed by our relationship to God. To not just let knowing about God be enough, but to let it change and alter who we are and how we view others and how we live. Being a life changer has to start within each of us. But as we go deeper with God, as we see our own lives transformed, we're invited to change the lives of others. And part of this is through serving others. Part of this is through just being kind. But there is still so much deeper to being a life changer. And that leads us to today's main passage from Matthew 28, where the disciples go to Galilee because the women had told them to go there, that Jesus would be there. And the the text says that the disciples worshiped Jesus when they saw him, but that some doubted. Because the last time that the disciples had seen Jesus, he was dead. None of the disciples in this gospel had seen the empty tomb. None of them had seen him yet until this moment. And some of them were still processing what this meant. That Jesus wasn't just their teacher, that Jesus was their Lord and their Savior. So the disciples were there and they were gathered. And their mourning was, their mourning, their friend was slowly changing to rejoicing as they realized what had happened. When Jesus tells them to go and to make disciples. We often call this text the Great Commission, the sending out of believers to go and to make disciples. But author Dallas Willard, he refers to this passage as the great omission 
Because we as churches will talk about this passage, we'll preach on this passage, but we don't actually live this passage out. And I think a, part of it is that sometimes we think that it's just for those who work at churches or those in leadership at churches to make disciples. But the call to make disciples is for all of us. But also, we can forget to live this passage out because sometimes all we can do is listen to the negative voices in our head that remind us how we're not enough that remind us of our weaknesses, that remind us of every reason that we should not because we, aren't, we don't feel qualified or we feel insecure about it. We can begin to ask ourselves, who are we to make disciples? And we can go through every reason not to. We can go through age. We can go through just the lack of time. We can come up with every reason not to. But the reason that we are called to make disciples, the reason why we are able to, each of us, is the fact of who we are. That we are the sons and daughters of God. That we are people who know who God is. We know the victory of the cross. We know the reality of an empty tomb and a risen Lord. We actually know God. More than just knowing about him, we know him. We are in relationship with him. And when we know God, We can't keep it to ourselves. We have to share it. But still, what does it mean to make disciples? Part of it is what we talked about last week with invitation and evangelism, about inviting people into the story, about inviting people to church and to know God. But that isn't all that there is to making disciples. Because making disciples is also about the training of believers. Because we can invite people to know God. We can say a prayer with them. We can have them say, I believe. But if we just leave people there, it's not enough. We can't settle for shallow faith. We have to choose to go deeper. We have to choose to go deeper so that we can show others the way to God. That faith isn't a place where we just say we believe and stand still, but it's a journey that's always going deeper. That's a relationship. In the passage that Brian read for us in Luke 5, it was 
the story of one of the callings of the disciples at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And they had had no luck fishing. When Jesus shows up and, and he encourages them, cast your nets on the other side. And before they knew it, their net was overflowing with fish. And then Jesus said, I'm going to teach you to catch people. Follow me. I don't know if you've ever been fishing. I, I haven't been fishing in years, but I was talking with some friends of mine who, who fish a lot, and I asked them, how did you learn to fish? Or how would you teach someone to fish? And none of them could really answer that question. All of them said, you just have to take them with you and kind of go along as, as you fish. You, you show them, but you, it kind of depends on what happens, what kind of fish you're trying to catch, where you're fishing. You just go with them. The making disciples is a lot like fishing. We have to choose to go with each other. We have to choose to, to teach one another. To say, this is how we pray. This is why we pray. This is how we read scripture. We have to show one another what it looks like to live a life that is different because of the fact that we know God. Because it does look different. And we also have to be willing to correct one another when we're in relationship with one another. To say, don't do it that way, do it this way. That's what Jesus did after he invited the disciples to follow him. He showed them what it looked like to be a disciple. He taught them how to pray. He taught them why people mattered to God. And he corrected them along the way. Going and making disciples is about going with one another. It's about realizing that eventually in our faith walks, we're going to come to a place where we're either standing still or we're willing to drop our nets to catch some fish, to catch people who, who don't know the reality of God. And while we're doing this, we have to be willing to show others how to make disciples, how to catch some fish too. We have to be willing not to count ourselves out. We have to be willing to trust that God is with us as he said he would be. That he will give us the words, that he will give us the strength. And we will see lives changed. Living this journey that all of us are called to live is about making sure that we are always going deeper. But that we are also inviting others to go deeper with us. For some of us, it looks like teaching children's Sunday school or Wednesday night. 
For many in here, it's teaching youth small group. For some, it's teaching an adult Sunday school class. For some, it's going and serving and taking others with you. For parents, it's about focusing on your children in the home. Because if you want faith that sticks, faith that lasts, it starts in the home. It starts with the parents. But for all of us, the call remains. That eventually on this faith journey that we are called to make disciples. That we are called to drop our nets. That we are called to show others what it looks like to be a disciple. I know that I would not be standing here today if it wasn't for my parents. If it wasn't for the Metters and Callahans and Smiths who were all surrogate grandparents to me. And took me in and showed me love and service. Or Mr. Callahan who showed me how to fish. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for some of my former youth like Luce, Malele, Pete, Bobby, and Masood who challenged me to keep going deeper and who affirmed me along the way. I wouldn't continue, I wouldn't be a better Christian if I didn't let the joy that the children have at being in church at seeing one another not affect me and challenge me to have that same joy. All of us can help one another be better disciples. As long as we're coming alongside and learning from one another and showing one another and teaching one another. Jesus has given us this call. So may we accept it. May we each find our way to make disciples, to cast our nets, to live this journey. May we first make the decision to deepen our own faith journeys. But then may we look for others to come alongside and together walk more firmly in the knowledge of who our Savior is. So what are ways that we can drop our nets? What are ways that we can make disciples so that lives may be changed? Let us pray. Lord, we just come before you just thankful for the fact of who you are and humbled by who you have decided we are how you've decided that we are, are worthy, each of us, to make disciples, to, to show others who you are and what it looks like to follow you. Lord, may each of us choose to go deeper in our own faith walks. And may we choose and remember to bring alongside others because we don't want to settle for shallow faith and we don't want others to either. We want to go deeper for and with you. Strengthen us so that we may hear the call and trust that we are worthy 
to make disciples in your name. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.